The Black and Abdallah podcast is brought to you by Fry the Coop. Fry the Coop has five great chicken sandwiches, Nashville hot chicken, spicy honey butter chicken, chicken and cheese, Chicago hot chicken, and a donut fried chicken sandwich. It's Fry the Coop. And now, the Black and Abdallah podcast. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Black and Abdallah on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Weeknight, 6 to 8, right here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. If you want to join us, talk some football tonight, we'll take your calls at 312-332-3776. Hey, Abdallah, did you see today the Bears signed a quarterback to the practice squad? I did. Trace McSorley is in the building. Lock him in, practice squad. Uh, This week, at the moment, we heard last yesterday from uh, Matt Eberflus that Justin Fields is doubtful for this weekend. We'll find out officially what the ruling is on his eligibility to play uh, tomorrow with the first injury report that will be released by the Bears this week, and then we'll kind of go from there. Uh, they have not announced a surgery to this point yet, so we, we don't know of anything new today. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bears are off today, so we'll keep our eyes on this as the week goes as we kind of head towards this next matchup against the Raiders. What if I told you this? When you look at the Justin Fields conversation... If Justin Fields' ceiling is Dak Prescott, is that good enough for you to plan for the future with him? You know, I'm, I'm watching the Chargers and the Cowboys last night, and, and Dak, obviously we can go through the numbers, and he's had some really good seasons with the Cowboys to this point. This season, throwing 69% completion percentage, six touchdowns, four interceptions. He's taken 14 sacks. Justin Fields, on the other hand, this season, 61%. 11 touchdowns, 6 interceptions, 24 sacks, way too many. Uh, Dak obviously has proven much more than Fields to this point in his career. If Dak is the ceiling for Justin Fields, is that good enough? Because when I watch Dak play, it's not that I, I I don't think it's inconceivable that Justin can get to that level. Um, uh, This is a horrible answer, but it's yes and no. Like, as the team is currently constructed, no, that's not good enough because the defense isn't good enough to sustain that. Dak still makes costly mistakes. Like yesterday, he won the game for them. Good, drove down the field and won the game. But until then, not great. Like he played okay. He had he a rushing touchdown, yeah. so he used his legs. Yeah, very Justin Fields like, right? You're always still waiting for the, all right, when's he going to screw this up, right? Now, going into the season, we talked about how the Cowboys' defense was one of the higher-ranked defenses in the NFL. I believe going into the season, they were the number one team uh, in DVOA, drink. And um, that's sustainable for Dak with the pieces around him, right? If you have a strong running game, if you have a strong offensive line, if you have a better defense, like a top-10 defense, the Bears don't have that. The Bears have a very good running game, but a lot of that is tied to Justin Fields' ability to run. And, you know, now we've seen the teams are kind of planning for that, which they didn't last year, or at least they weren't able to plan for it or couldn't contain him last year. He was the entire offense. But now that 
teams are kind of keeping him in the pocket and forcing him to throw more and be a pocket passer. And the defense is one of the, the, you know, Eddie Jackson told us they don't shy away from it. They're the worst at missed tackles. They have the most missed tackles in the NFL. And that's something that they are aware of. You can't have that and still be in games. So, yeah, if the team around him improves, if Ryan Poles builds the trenches and builds the offensive, continues to build the offensive line and builds up the defensive line and gets stronger edge rushers and has a better secondary and a better, you know, if that defense is ends up being by the start of next season one of the top 10 defenses in the NFL. I don't know if they'll be able to do that. This, you've got to add a ton to the defense to do that. Then, yeah, that's sustainable. But there's too much pressure put on him and Justin Fields and the offense to keep up with what the defense is letting go, aside from the Vikings game. Like the Vikings game, they turned it around. They played well. If they continue to play like that, sure. But they were also without their best wide receiver, arguably the best offensive player, one of the best offensive players in the game, in Justin Jefferson, he accounts for 50% of their offense or something ridiculous like that. You take that away, and you saw they they struggled. And the Bears made them look you know, somewhat inept on offense. But I don't think that's sustainable. So no, I don't think as of right now, the way the team is currently constructed, that Dak is enough. I look at it like this, right? Uh, a lot of the feedback in Twitch in response to this conversation at the moment is... Uh, Dak's not good enough for that to be the ceiling for someone like Justin Fields. Uh, Dak makes too much money. So if Fields is making what Dak makes, but is only going to scrape the surface of what Dak Prescott is, it won't be worth it. That's kind of the feedback that we're seeing in Twitch right now. I think Justin can be what Dak is. Unfortunately, each game that passes, the data sample of his amount of starts we continue to get back the answer that it's just not taking, right? Like the two games that we saw, the Broncos game, the Commanders game, those are great steps forward. And then you stub your toe and you take another step backwards against the Vikings. I know he didn't finish out the game because he was hurt. He left the game. But when he was in there, the offense was doing absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And you can't have that, right? Dak Prescott's not a perfect quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's not an elite quarterback. We're hoping that Fields could turn into an elite quarterback. The data is continuously telling us that that's not likely in the cards anymore. So now I'm setting my sights at something a little bit lower and wondering if that's still good enough to build a team around going forward, especially if you get the number one and two pick. Like if the ceiling is Dak Prescott, is that good enough to pass on a quarterback at one or two? Do you build up the line? You get a defensive end. You take a wide receiver. Or if you say the ceiling for Fields is Dak Prescott, I'm taking a quarterback no matter what because he's not really that great. I mean, based on the stats, we look at it this season. You could pick a whole bunch of different stats to kind of measure quarterback success. If we just go, go with the good old-fashioned quarterback rating, mm-hmm. uh, right now, this season, Justin Fields is 12th overall in the NFL in quarterback rating. Baker Mayfield is 13th. Dak Prescott is 14th. You know, you you essentially have Dak right now yeah. if he's healthy, if he's out there, if he's throwing the football. But yes. Unfortunately, he doesn't play consistently enough like he is Dak Prescott. The problem is Dak has always been the line, right? There's always the Dak line, I feel like, when we talk about quarterbacks. Like yeah. whenever we get to the like 
all right, let's rank quarterbacks. Where it's does... two guys. It's Dak and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, like you can go through and say, okay, obviously Patrick Mahomes is number one. When he's healthy, Aaron Rodgers is probably number two. Um, and then you can go Josh Allen. You know, you can throw Herbert in there. You can throw Tua in there now, the way he's been playing. Trevor Lawrence, uh, Joe Burrow. Sorry, I forgot Joe Burrow is probably number two, actually. Uh, and then Aaron Rodgers, maybe. So, and then you start, and then eventually you get to like, okay, and now Dak. And Dak was like 11, 12, and now he might be a little bit further down. So, yeah, if you want to look at, at quarterback rating, Maybe that's right where he is. You know, you said Justin Fields is is twelve, but I don't think Trevor Lawrence is eleventh. Like I think Trevor Lawrence is better than eleventh. Yeah, you so know, for like quarterback when, rating this season, Lawrence is eleven, Lamar Jackson's ten, Mahomes nine, CJ Stroud eight. But like we know Mahomes is one. Yeah, right? he's the best quarterback. I'm just going off of quarterback rating. Yeah. The rating that they're playing at this season, the best quarterback in the league at the moment for that stat would be Tua at one, Brock Purdy at two, Goff at three. Josh Allen, four, Herbert, five, Cousins, six, Russell Wilson, seven. Until this defense proves that they are elite, top 12, let's say, top 11, 10, whatever you consider elite, I think you need more than Dak level. Like, you can't have two subpar sides of the football. Like, you can't have a subpar quarterback and a subpar defense. You can have an elite defense. Like, look at the Jets. Elite defense. Mediocre quarterback. But they're hanging in games. They're 3-3. Three and three. They're still alive. But then you bring Aaron Rodgers back, and they're all of a sudden a Super Bowl contending team because that the mind of that quarterback is so much better than what you have there right now, right? So to me, if they were able to, to build up that defense a little more, then yeah, you can get – I mean, we saw it. We saw a playoff team in the Bears with Trubisky. Mediocre quarterback, absolutely elite defense. The best defense in the NFL that year. Turnovers, quarterback, whatever you want to look at. Whatever metric you want to look at, they were the best defense in the NFL. And they had a mediocre quarterback. They made the playoffs. They didn't win the game, obviously, um, because they missed the field goal at the end. But that's sustained. Like That's something that you can be like, okay, fine. We're a playoff team because our defense is great and our quarterback is somewhat serviceable. It's Black and Blau here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. If Justin Fields, his ceiling is Dak Prescott, is that enough for you to build around Fields for the future? Vince and Roselle, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Vince? What do you think? Hey, guys. What you, how you doing? So, um, I, if he turns out to be a Dak Prescott in terms of output, that is not enough for the Bears. Even look at Dak Prescott today. You give him a decent O-line, a dec- uh, or I should say a good O-line, a good offense, and a good defense. Unfortunately, in today's NFL, you need an elite quarterback to win the whole thing. If our measuring stick is to win Super Bowls, which, which is what we need one as a Bears fan for 40 years, Dak Prescott is not enough. I think Justin Fields is more talented than Dak Prescott. I think there are two different quarterbacks. I think a better comparison here is Russell Wilson. When you look at Russell Wilson, he needed a historically great defense in order to win a Super Bowl, and that was back in a different NFL era. So long story short, I don't think in terms of if Fields turns out to be Dak Prescott at his, at his best or even Russell Wilson, 
I don't think it's enough in today's NFL. We need an elite quarterback in our town. Thanks, Vince. Thanks for the phone call. There's Vince and Roselle. We go to Tom and Woodnecco. What do you think, Tom? You know, I'm not sure what we do at quarterback. We have to review the whole season with him. But next draft, you've got to go trench warfare. We've got to build both lines because the lines suck. I mean, yeah, that's fair. I think that they will. Um, I could see them taking a defensive end with their pick if uh, the Panthers' pick is number one, but I don't see them drafting a lineman on either side with the number one overall pick. Let me ask you guys what I mean. Both of you. Yeah, hello. If if the – Tom, you you with me there? Tom's still there. Tom, you with me? You there? Uh, If they fix the center position, is the offensive line really that bad? When fully healthy, no. They're not that bad. It felt no, like I, the Commanders game, that. they were healthy and they were fully that bad, but they were moving but, bodies, right? But how many times has the, the lines been the problem that we've had? Oh, yeah. it's It's been a longstanding issue with this Bears team, mm-hmm. with the franchise, no doubt. You know, I, I, I give me a stud line, you know. Give me what what Cleveland's doing and scaring quarterbacks. Give me, you know, when when Justin threw that interception, they bull rushed him back. I mean, our lines aren't very good. Thanks, Tom. Thanks Thanks. for the phone call. Yep. There is uh, trench warfare going World War I on us. I've continue to think that they'll they will draft defensive end bef- maybe bef- depends on where they end up before they go like wide receiver before they get another weapon because i think that that is a glaring glaring need um especially if this coaching staff is still around like if you're going to continue to run the matt eberflus defense you have to get to the quarterback which is something they've struggled against they can pressure okay but they can't get home. He mentioned the Browns. Like the Browns have the number one ranked defense in the NFL. Yeah. Like and they and that's why they're in games. They also probably have the best defensive player in the NFL too. Yeah, absolutely. So you need to build. Like you absolutely need to build that up. It's Blocking Abdallah. We're talking Bears football. Justin Fields. His ceiling is Dak Prescott. Are you cool with that going into the future? Is that okay? We'll take your calls at three one two three three two three seven seven six. We're talking football with you. Black and Abdallah are Eber back. Quote. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. Good morning, guys. Too late, Abdal. It's not working. We got now. bugs in the system. Yeah, blow into it. You remember that when there were cartridges for yeah, uh, games? Here, let me restart the computer again. Okay. Do this. A little, a little tech work here on the side. Before you play any bite, yeah. you have to restart the computer. So just be prepared to do that. I know. I know. Hey, it's Blake Amdahl here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. We're talking Hello. with you at 312-332-3776. Let's see if it works. Eber flow. So hey. work there. All right, hit another one. But then when I went to the Len Casper lack of lollygagging drop. A lack of lollygagging. All right, all it right. wasn't there. What about, what about hanging? But uh, did you hear there was a little, uh, there's a pop. little pop on yeah, the what end about there? Hanging, uh, but now Eberflus is working. What about, so. uh, let's hear from our friend Shay. 
Uh, Shane Norling? Oh, yeah. so, okay, all requests uh, for the yeah. drops. I just want to make we, sure we could just do see if stuff's working. Uh, yeah, we could That's do that. Right. I'm walking around the house hanging dog. Okay, there he is, Shane Norling. Yep, yep. Yep. She uh-huh. had a relationship with her stepbrother. There he is. Okay. He's watching weird things yep. on, uh, mm-hmm. on the uh, internet there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. For kicking a guy in the ding-ding. Hey, Greeny, what's up? How's it going? All right, can we move on with yes, the show we now? Are yeah. we good? As long as you, right. you tell me. Oh, let, You tell me. Are we? I don't know. We'll find out. You know, we're just multitasking here yeah. while we're hosting a radio show. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Uh, how about this? This looks like a very nice caller. Tim on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. Hello, oh, Tim. Hi, Tim. 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 Hey, Chris, you got to remember to press the button there, Chris. I pressed it, but thanks. Yeah, no, that's the only way I could get on. Hey, did you guys get the memo today? The memo. The memo from Danny Zetterman? The memo from Danny. I haven't gotten any yeah, emails from said, Danny Zetterman. Instead of boring the crap out of the city of Chicago with all this bear crap, we're going to go to the baseball game early at 7 o'clock not to listen to any more bear oh, crap from yeah. Chris and Adam. Yeah, that's, let's, that's, let's that's listen rough. to two teams that don't play in this did, city. Did, did you that's get, rough. Did you yeah. get the memo? There was no memo. Instead of, it's yeah. going to be a public service memo. Instead of you two morons on for another hour, we're going to listen to the game. Yep, <laughs> and you're going to listen to it. I know you We're are. We're going to listen to the baseball game, a playoff baseball game, instead of you two morons. What? What hey. a shock! Danny Zetterman wrote the memo. Did you get it? No, we didn't get mm-hmm. it. But uh, no. let me ask you this, Tim, because we haven't Kevin talked to him in a minute. Because he's a jinx. He's a hundred and one game loser for the White Sox. He is personally. It's Kevin Zetterman comes Kevin. over from the score, and the Sox lose a hundred and one games. Kevin, you lost a hundred and one <laughs> so, games. So it's the Zepak uh, jinx. That's Kevin what we're Z-Pak working with. Kevin Zepak is responsible for the White. White Sox crap, and we want to listen to a yeah, real playoff I, I game Philadelphia and Arizona. Tim, let me ask you a question. What happened to your Cubbies? Oh, I don't know. 83 and 79. Good good mark for a are one they the, are, they playing, are they playing tonight? How the playoffs go for your Cubs? What, what did you two morons think? They were going to win the World Series after they, one year? Are they playing tonight? Because if they're no, playing tonight, just, we'd carry the game. Usually you don't call in, so you just want to check out what's going on with the Cubbies. You would love to have 83 wins for the White Sox. You would love it. I, I agree. Yeah. That would be nice. They wouldn't be All in the playoffs, right, well, then though. Calm so. down and get off the air. Hey, hey Danny Zetterman wrote, you guys are... Go, go drinking or something. Go do something else. Hey, we will. want to listen to the game. At 8.02, we will. Yeah, 8.02, you'll listen you to the game. You are so boring when it comes to bear. <laughs> you guys bore the crap out of the city of Chicago. That That's the headline of the memo. Okay. I'm still looking for this memo. I, I don't I see it. You I think the boring. email address is wrong. I don't wrong. see it. I didn't get the email. Yes, line at the Adam, headline. you guys are boring. <laughs> I don't see. Could don't, you imagine if Danny sent us an email? Almost as bad as, as, as Kaplan and uh, who's the other guy that works at Kaplan? I, I don't even know his name. Sylvie. It, it's Jonathan Hood. <laughs> John, yeah, almost as well, the, the ratings are crap, and you guys have the bears on your station, and your ratings are still crap. I think we're doing okay. Yeah, we're doing all right, buddy. I think we're buddy. good, my man. Yeah, lights are still on. I think we're, you're good. Put the baseball game on so the rest of the we country can listen to the game. The baseball game playing yet. All right, Tim. Did you... Did you get the memo? Did you Go get the memo? Early. Go home early. But All I right, got Tim. here late. Uh, we appreciate you listening. And uh, for the record, I did not hang up there. He hung up. Well, of course, you never uh, hang up on him. He always hangs up on him. There he is. He can't, he can't handle it. Weak. He's weak. You know, it's always good when he, when he comes out flying with the uh, insults, he's, the name calling. He's weak. You know, yeah, like that's how you know when you get someone. Oh yeah, absolutely. When, when they can't actually debate yeah. you, they have to go to the name call. Well, and then they hang up. That's the that's the second tell. First tell's name. Second tell, hang up.
All right, uh, Adam and Crown Point, you're on ESPN 1000 with Blockham Doll. What's up, Adam? Hi, Adam. Did you get the memo that was intended for me? Boy, yeah, I, I don't know how I'm going to follow that one up. but uh, You'll be fine. <laughs> it's a tough act right. to follow. <laughs> right. So let me, I'll start off by saying, I mean, I'm like the biggest Justin Fields fan, you know. Um, but I think the point that we're at, especially if he's going to miss a few weeks, um, that's going to be it. It's going to be it. You know, they're going to have to go get another guy. Um, now the, the thing for me though, with Caleb Williams is like guy holds onto the ball forever. You know, we already have that. And I mean, I know, you know, there might be a transition, but it's like, I, I don't know. He plays hero ball the same way I watched Justin play it in, you know, at, at Ohio state. Sure. Um, so for me, I mean, you, you know, you, you trade out of that first, we're going to get the first pick either us or Carolina. We're both so bad. Um, and then for me, you know, you, you can trade out and then you get, uh, you, you get a, you know, an elite edge rusher, one of these guys in the draft. Um, and then my, my thing that I haven't really seen anybody or heard anybody talk about is like, so Michael Penix, um, gonna definitely win the Heisman, I, you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a left handed quarterback. So, like to me, we just drafted a right tackle in the first round last year, right? So it's like we could have his franchise blindside guy already. Sure. And then I know Chris, you said earlier, I think on uh, Carmen and Yurko, you were talking about how nuts his receivers are there, right? Like, so let, let's uh, you know, towards the end of the first, Odunze will probably be gone because that guy's a freak. But like. We get, like, Jalen Polk later in the draft, and then you've already got a guy he's used to throwing to, he's comfortable with. I mean, but am you I want, wrong? Like, but you want to trade out of the first overall pick? Right, yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, I, I, and then, because, I mean, you know, Caleb Williams, I'm sure he's going to be great. I just, like, I, I, I don't need to watch a guy hold on to the ball no, for six seconds. I again, see what you're you saying, know? Adam, but, yeah, like, with the, with the first pick, though, like, unless you don't, if you have the second pick, then I can understand the logic. Like, if you have... Like, if this is it, if the sure, draft yeah. is set, then okay, fine. Because if someone, if you're convinced someone wants Caleb Williams, sure. But, like, I I want my guy. Like, I want to be guaranteed that I'm going to get my guy. And there is no guarantee. Right. Exactly. Like, someone could say they're taking Caleb Williams and they trade up and then they take your guy, whoever, whoever it ends up being, right? And, like, who knows? Caleb right. Williams might play himself out of the first pick. Like, he's still got to play much better defenses than Notre Dame. Like, Utah... Washington and Oregon like he's got to play so you never know like that he might not be the first overall pick so I would personally I understand your point and I completely get it and it's it's not flawed I just would rather have my choice of whoever I want right yeah and obviously I guess yeah I think my my point was that if we're going to be you know us and Carolina are the two worst teams if it continues to go that way you know we're likely to have probably those top two picks maybe one and three Either way, like, it's some, if we can make sure, yeah, again, if we can make sure we get the guy that we want. For me, like, I mean, Michael Penix, you know, he tore his ACL twice and he, like, you know, he had that shoulder injury. So I know that's like a problem. But, I mean, the guy tore his ACL twice, came back, uh, you know, hurt his shoulder, and then got better. Like, he just keeps getting better. He's finished. I mean, if he finishes the season, knock on wood, he'll have finished two consecutive seasons and mm-hmm. looked fantastic. And I mean, again, I think the big thing for me is like, then we don't have to worry about, we've got like our tackles, you know, Braxton Jones is fine as like, technically, you know, he would be like, right, 
you know, right back. And then Darnell Wright has looked, he looked terrible on Sunday, but otherwise he's been really good. I mean, you could have your, but you could have your, essentially your left tackle and your quarterback locked up for a while. So that's just my two cents about yeah, it. But, thanks uh, yeah, thanks thank for the phone call. For taking my call. Have a good thanks. night. All right. It's Blocking Abdal here on ESPN 1000. We're talking Bears football with you at 312-332-3776. Abdal, the headline is Black and Abdallah, boring Chicago. Morons. Boring morons. Boring You're listening Chicago. to Black and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. Justin Fields, his ceiling is Dak Prescott. Is that good enough for you as a Bulls fan, a Bears fan, going into the future of this franchise? If you're told right now, like, hey, Justin Fields is going to max out as Dak Prescott, well, that get it done for you. 312-332-3776. Blocking Abdallah, Muhammad in Wooddale. You're on ESPN 1000. What's hey. up, Muhammad? Hey, what's going on, guys? For Long-time listener, first-time caller. How are you doing? Thanks, man. Thank you. What's going on? Uh, so I wanted to talk about the uh, Dak Prescott situation. So I think we kind of already had something like that. When you go back to the Cutler years, I personally think Cutler was better than Dak Prescott is now. And we had a great defense, great special teams. We had everything. And we almost made the Super Bowl with it. So uh, personally, I wouldn't want – Justin Fields to have Dak Prescott's feeling. I, I, if we could get Caleb Williams or Drake May, obviously that's way better. But I'm just saying it's not the end of the world if we get if his feeling is Dak and we just load him up with a great defense and some good weapons. Yeah, I think that's one way to look at it, right, Mohammed? Is if you look at it, and thanks for the call, call again. All right, I, I think what I'm kind of um, talking myself into is this idea that Justin Fields will not be an elite quarterback in the NFL but I have not been in my mind I've not been able to willingly just give up and say they have to move on off of fields yet because I see teams like the Seahawks having success with Geno Smith as their quarterback like you can still be successful if the guy isn't Burrow Allen Mahomes yeah Rodgers went healthy like yeah. you can still be successful the Cowboys Right now, are four and two. They're on their way to have uh, having a successful season. Mm-hmm. Dak is a, a decent quarterback, and in the conversation of Dak or Cutler, Dak has better career numbers than Jay Cutler ever did. Like oh, Cutler, yeah. the the most Cutler threw for in a year was forty five hundred yards. Dak has almost five thousand yards in a season. He had forty nine thousand yards uh, in twenty nineteen. Dak, his most touchdowns, he threw for 37 touchdowns in 2021. Cutler, the most touchdowns he threw in the season was 27 back in 20, uh, 2009. Uh, let's see, 27, he threw for 28 in 2014. So Dak Prescott, to this point, is a much better quarterback than Jay Cutler was. Well, my problem with the conversation is that you've seen now a few years in a row quarterbacks coming in from college and getting it right away. Like, obviously, Joe Burrow was a little older, but he came in and looked the part right away, right? 
I know he got hurt. He was out for the rest of the year. They built up the offensive line a little bit better. They're still not the best offensive line, but he's already anointed as like the second best quarterback in the NFL, right? Trevor Lawrence came in right away. And even with bad coaching, you were like, okay, he's got it. You know, CJ Stroud drafted this year to a bad football team and the Texans are frisky. Like the Texans are a team that you're like, okay, they're doing something. That kid gets it right away, right? And I'm worried that if you keep Fields just because he can be serviceable, that you're going to miss out on this these elite quarterbacks in college. I'm not saying that they're going. There's no guarantee that none of any of them are going to be elite in the NFL. But you've got Caleb Williams, and I know that recency bias will say he's going to be awful because he had a bad game against Notre Dame. Let's wait. But you also have Bo Nix, you've got Drake May, you've got J.J. McCarthy, you've got you know Penix, you've got a litany of guys that are coming in that are lighting it up in college. And you're always going to look, right? Like, you're going to look this year, and if you don't draft one of those guys, and if they're taken by, insert team here, the Cardinals or whatever, right? And you go, hey, like that, like that should be our guy. Like, you missed out on that guy because... You still think that Justin Fields can be like, I think you have to look at it. Like if this is a vacuum and this is a bad quarterback class and you were looking at, okay, well, these guys aren't great. Fields is at his highest ceiling can still be better than anything that's coming out of college this year. The problem is this year you have so many guys that are going to be taken in the first and second round that could be the next very, very good to elite quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's on the table, especially if Fields plays like he did against the Vikings before he got hurt. That's going to be the conversation. If he goes out and he plays multiple games from here on out, if he's healthy, he's out there and he plays like he did against the Commanders or the Broncos for three quarters, then the conversation is more of a, I think we could build with this guy and figure it out. But if he plays, you know, like that's what's so disappointing about the Vikings game. You step out there. And from the first play, he wasn't prepared. Mm-hmm. I mean, what are you doing? You have to be the best player of the offense. Yeah. If not, don't be a detriment. Get the football to DJ Moore and get out of his way. But see, that's the problem. He's been a detriment too many times. Sure. To, to this season alone, he's been a detriment too many times. Right. In year three, when he should be figuring it out, and it seems as if there is just, it's not, he's not processing it fast enough. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. He has all the talent in the world. Yeah. He can run faster than any quarterback in the league. He can throw down the field. He's accurate when he does it. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't do he it. He won't do it. What are you doing? He do it. He won't throw it. Mike and Cicero, you're on ESPN 1000. Just do it. I, you know, guys, I, I've been listening to what you have to say about Justin Fields. I just don't know how you evaluate him in the way you do. Three years ago, he was like the guys you're referring to in college coming out in this next draft. And I don't think you're going to improve on that in any way. I, the problem I have with it is he came in to the league with a bad coach in Nagy. He's, in his second year, he's with the first-year head coach with Everflues in a, what I think is a pretty bad offensive coordinator in Luke Getze. Uh, and Luke Getze, I don't understand the play calling that he's made this year either. So I think the team is getting better. with the, I think Poles is doing a good job. I just don't think he's, you know, I, the, under the fabric of the team is not there yet, and I'm not sure it'll ever get there with Everflues and and uh, and Getzi as your as your offensive coordinator. So 
I'd like to see polls build it out. I'd like to give, keep giving uh, Justin another year, find out what he's what he could do with a team that's better than it is now. Hey, he would he would have won ten games last year if the defense could have stopped someone. There was only what eight games that were one score games, and he was he was looking good. I don't know, I you know, I just can't. And he's looking good with a bad line and a fairly mid to mid uh, to lower level defense. So I don't I don't think we've given him a fair shot. And there's more to, that needs to be done on this rebuild than uh, uh, anyone's talked about so far. I'd like to hear what you guys have to say about where we need to shore up the uh, offense and defense uh, beyond just the quarterback. Yeah, they have so to get after the quarterback. That, th- thanks for the call, Mike. Appreciate it. They have to get after the quarterback. Yeah, they absolutely do. But to his first point, my problem is with giving Fields another year is that, again, you like the quarterback class that's in a year is not great. Like I'm sure there'll be guys. There's always guys, but they're not they're not lighting it up the way these guys are. Like Kate, you want Kate Klubnik? Well, to be fair, at this time last season, Michael Penix was not having the year that he's having this year. He's not, but I I don't think and Michael Penix fair, is a first point, round quarterback. Okay, so give me a different give me a name outside of Caleb Williams. Drake May. Bo Drake Nicks. May was he playing this well at this point last year? Everybody that said he is this year. Everybody said going into this season, watch Caleb Williams and Drake May. Those yeah. were the two. No, I know. Yeah, I'm talking about going into last season. But I think that these guys you're comparing it to guys who are still a year away from being at that I point. Know, but I think that things happen. But I think that Caleb Williams and Drake May are like if you had to put them all together, are miles ahead of the guys that are going to come out next year. Probably. I mean, but this is why you play the games. This yeah. is why it's oh, stupid to have conversations about drafting a quarterback in October. We could just tank it's till 2026 dumb. and get Arch Manning. No, but the He's conversations are stupid. Yet. Point in case is go back to Matt Barkley. As a freshman, he was touted to be, this is the next can't-miss NFL prospect. And what happened? After his freshman year, the in, the productivity and the jump from freshman to sophomore, sophomore to junior mm-hmm. wasn't what you expected it to be. No. And he went from being the number one touted guy who goes into Ohio State as a true freshman and beats the Buckeyes on the road to a guy who's just another quarterback prospect. Uh, by the time, oh, we've seen him enough. He's not really that special. Gets to the NFL, and what was he? He was a journeyman backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's bounced around at multiple places as a guy who's just on the roster to fill the spot. That's it. That That's why you have to play the games, though. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. That's why it's irritating to hear talking heads and to hear people like immediately bail on football that we have in front of us and say, Bears need to tank. Out on fields, Caleb Williams is the next Mahomes. So much is going to happen before we get to that point. Of course point. it is. Of course it is. But the fields p- might stink. We might be out on fields. Fields might Caleb also- might be a great quarterback. That could happen. Fields might also not ever play another game this year. But also, some of the impressions on Caleb Williams kind of showed true from what of we course. saw on Saturday night. That's not something that we said after the fact. I was pointing out to some of this stuff before the Notre Dame game. Mm-hmm. You were. So, so like, there's a lot of football that needs to be played. Absolutely. I enjoy watching the football. So do I. Don't rush me to the draft. No, we could just, we'll just carry baseball the rest of the year until the draft. <laughs> for, for Tim? Yeah, we'll just carry baseball. 15 minutes, we'll carry baseball. One dollar boring. Put and on the baseball. After the World Series, we'll just run old games. Old baseball until games. Until the draft. 
something that we uh, contemplated doing during the pandemic. Yeah. Let's just run some old games. <laughs> Daniel in Libertyville. Shout out Libertyville. What's up, Daniel? Go Wildcats. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? What's We're up, good. Daniel? Uh, I just, you know, I'm glad someone finally said it, um, that Pinnock's is not the answer, right? He's a 23, 24-year-old quarterback. He's had injury pass issues in the past. Um, I'm glad someone mentioned Drake May, right? You you asked the question, was he playing like this previous coming into last year? Well, I watched him play Notre Dame last year, throw for five touchdowns and 300 yards. Yes, they did lose. They did lose. Um, The guy is complete. He uses his feet at times. His pocket presence is elite. Um, I just am not ready to say, first move on from Justin Fields, right? But that Caleb Williams is the for sure answer. Um, he has very turnover issues at times. Um, I just wanted to hear more on what you guys think as far as regarding Drake May. Yeah, Drake May, go ahead, Abdal. I like Drake May. Um, I don't. Thanks, I, Daniel. He's obviously not been uh, on the same platform. I don't think that Caleb Williams has just because no. of his name. Like sure. I think people have anointed Caleb Williams, and he's still, you know, the overwhelming favorite to be drafted number one overall. But um, I think when you watch Drake May, especially last week, he had a really, really good game uh, last week. And I think this week he plays Virginia. So yep. he's got some, he's got a, a bunch more games to play, but I feel like he's, he's, um, he's more your pocket type passer, right? Like he's standing in there. He's not running around like well, I all think over he's the six place. four too. Yeah, so he's, he's bigger. He's bigger than he's able to stand Caleb in Williams. there. Yeah. I, he's I'm, not the guy that's like running around like Caleb Williams is and trying to make like wait for his receivers to get open and then throw something. Well, like he's standing in the pocket, you know, moving it around a little bit and then delivering the football. A part of the difference between the two is the three inches that Drake May is taller by three inches. Caleb Williams is six one. That's why he bails the pocket, and that's why Notre Dame had success on Saturday night is because their strategy was to try and contain him in the pocket and make him throw from the pocket, and that's where you saw in that second interception. He was trying to bail out and throw on a jump pass mm-hmm. and got that tip that was an interception, and, and like that's where like Caleb Williams could still be great. He has had a great football season this year. He was the Heisman Trophy winner last year. It's just he's not going to stay in the pocket. He needs to leave, and when he does, he's a little loose with the football. You see when he was – there was a play that was called back against Notre Dame, a run play. He was running up the left side. He didn't have the football tucked Mm -hmm. like a running back would. He had it low down near his hip with one hand. In the NFL, that's getting knocked out. Absolutely. That's a fumble. Yeah. You know, when we see Justin Fields do that, we all shiver and we're like, oh, what, what is Justin Fields like? Mm-hmm. That's the stuff that Caleb Williams does and he gets away with because he has more talent at the college level. Uh, but when it comes to Drake May, he got Tez Walker back last week. Walker had a great game. Yeah. Drake May has played really well. They're 6-0. and The Tar Heels are. They're like a season late. Remember last year, they were the hype team going into the college football yeah. season last year? Mm-hmm. But now they're 10th in the country. They're 6-0. They've got a winnable game against Virginia. They, I'm excited to see what May can do here towards the end for uh, Mac Brown and the Tar Heels. Yeah, I mean, you've got the problem is like he doesn't have – he's not facing the level of competition that Caleb Williams is going no, to he face, won't. right? Like he's going to play Duke and he's going to play Clemson in November, and that's kind of it. Yeah, well, I mean, for him, go out there and take her business and, and make it a conversation between the two of them. I think that when we get to the draft, like when we get to draft season and mock draft season, like you're going to see, like those are going to be the two highest guys. 
Like yeah. those, without a doubt, are going to be the two highest guys. And then it's going to be, uh, you know, you'll have someone try to be uh, a college quarterback hipster and be like, I like J.J. McCarthy. And it's like, he doesn't have to do anything. Was that a shot at Lance Briggs who told us that last night? No, 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 not at all. Not Sounds at all. like it was a shot yeah, but, right but, at Lance no, Briggs. No, no, no. But what I said, remember what I said to him right afterwards? He's going to take you out, Remember man. what I said to him? I go, yeah, you like him because he's got a phenomenal defense behind him. He's like, well, yeah, obviously. You know, just looking at the stats, though, uh, Drake May has not had the caliber season that Shadur Sanders has had. No. Uh, Michael Penix has had. Yeah. Caleb Williams has had. Didn't Penix I mean, Drake May has 12 touchdowns and four interceptions. I feel like I saw Penix in that game on the sideline, like grasping at his yeah. rib and like, yeah. like I, I, the dude gets He's hurt. through stuff. He gets yeah. hurt a lot. It's blocking Abdal. We're taking your calls on the Bears at 312-332-3776 and an excellent song of the night coming up next. Chicago's home for sports, Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago. Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Song of the night coming up in just a moment, but Mark in Orland Park, you're on ESPN 1000 first. What's up, Mark? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, no problem. First point, I want to say that guy Tim from the South Side, yeah. you have to give him a segment. The guy's insane. He's awesome. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. Thank you. Yes. Um, but no, you guys are great. I would listen to you guys if you were talking about quilting. We could right. do that. We we could probably any big quilters out there. Three one two three three two three seven call. seven six. <laughs> we can do, do that. Do you want to uh, hang up about the Bears? I think we need to move on from um, Eberflus, and you know I'm not going to say anything original. Eberflus and um, uh, Getsy. I am not throwing in the towel on Justin Fields. I think you need to get a line in front of him. I think he proved that when we watched the uh, Broncos and the uh, the. Well, I almost called them the other name, the Commanders. Commanders. And uh, yeah, with that, I'll leave it at that and hang up. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, Mark. Good. Thanks for Thank the phone you, call. Appreciate, Appreciate you. 312-332-3776. It's Black and Abdallah on a Tuesday night. It's time for the song of the night. I want to rock! Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for... What dial? There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume, because it's time for Black and Abdullah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song. We're going to SR-71. Another thing I grew to hate, but now that's over. 
surprised. I haven't heard this song in a, a decade. Still know all the words. Still know all the words. It's great. But Chris, I legit don't know why yeah. are we playing right, right. now by SR71. Selfishly, I, I think this is fun. Uh, how about this? You just wanted to hear it? No. Do you recall what we did on our last song of the night last week on Friday? We no. featured a Van Halen song called Right Now. Oh, we did? The same exact title of the song. Oh, okay. Right Now. All so right. we went back to back with Right Now's. Love it. Uh, it, just, it was a vibe it's thing. A, it was it's a, a great song. Thing. I love this song. Yeah. I love all the number bands. Some 41, Blickwood 82, SR71. Give you all the hyphens in there, throwing a Phoenix TX, whatever you want to do. If there's a pop punk band with a hyphen or a number in it, count me in. That, that was such a thing in the early 2000s. Oh, I know. It was awesome. It was awesome. They even had a little ditty in here, this little solo. Yeah, I know. It's great. <laughs> like, oh, pop punk band that could actually play guitar? What is this? That's that's new. And they break it down right here a little bit. Clings to me like cellophane, fake plastic submarine. She's driving me insane, but now that's over. I love this. The song came out 23 years ago. <laughs> that, was, that was a headshot, dude. <laughs> oh, SR71 right now. God. It's your song of the night. volume and don't touch that dial because dial. it's time for what dial there's there's no dial on my phone yeah it's just an exp- ah, never mind. crank the volume because it's time for black and abdallah's song of the night yo later you see the one comment in the uh twitch chat we should go watch american pie or watch some jackass yeah. next american pie <laughs> and american pie 2 have great soundtracks it's black and abdallah we'll be back in two minutes this is Chicago's home for sports on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.